Point Hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. is going on people this is fucking point hammered episode 80 fucking eight what's going on all you warhammer lovers out there <laughs> got the bastard here right here today is august 8th ironically enough we are fucking chilling in hastings wood studios <laughs> can i use that oh, that is true too much of a fucking healing ripoff it's fine. We'll run with it. Boom. We'll go. So what the fuck's been going on, buddy? Uh, not too much. Rummaging through your bits here. Yeah, my podge winnings. Which we'll Age get to. old hobby of every armor <laughs> player. Just rummaging through bits. <sighs> Looking at Fantasizing random. what you can do. <laughs> Seeing what you can rip the fuck off. <laughs> the various days. See what I can I can cheek. <laughs> i get some wounds from this chaos star. It's pretty sharp. So I can need to put that around your wiener. Yeah. Been up to in the hobby, my man. Hobby town. I've been slaving away on a fucking mean machine. Literally, <laughs> a fucking tank truck I converted uh, from a Chinese APC model for the Gorka Morka. Okay. It's a fucking sweet, rusted piece of junk <laughs> covered in armor plates and spikes. Sufficiently and human orky. heads. Well, if you would have showed up to the Gorka Morka day, you would see. Well, turns out it didn't really get. I didn't really get told the when and the where uh, until like the day of or the day before. Uh, so like three or the four days uh, before. I feel like uh, that's all right. I feel like I had a lot of rock to shovel that day. So sure. In any case, despite your hemming and hawing, <laughs> I'm doing a crazy fucking junkyard Necron cannibal <laughs> psycho warriors. So I got these Necrons all junked out, and they're super rusty looking, and they got all kinds of weird weapons and stuff. They're pretty fucking awesome. So you're just going to use the Gorka rules for orcs? Yeah, they're, just, with they're just orcs. Okay. And so I got a fucking chief, a couple mechanics, <laughs> and then I did up this really old, really, really rusty one. I'm using like this textured kind of spray that it's a little different than any of the other texture sprays i've seen or it looks a little more fine and yeah i tried it out so it should be pretty good i haven't painted any yet but about five of the models are done i got this big truck done and then i got to do another track and then a few more it's cool because there's like the huge like the elite necrons yeah i don't even know what like the, the fuck immortals they're called. or whatever primar yeah maybe immortals they got these huge chassis bodies, and then you can use, like, the old original Necron warriors, and they look kind of shrimpy next to them. So those are, like, the little youngin <laughs> orc youth if, robots. If this was Necromunda, they'd be the Juves. The Juvies. <laughs> yeah. So I got to get a couple more of those, but um, just doing a lot of plastic card and green stuff work on them. Okay. There's been a lot of giggling to myself <laughs> as I build these models. So no uh, no fantasy progress? You're just in the Gorka world? Morka no, I'm not going to do any army stuff, I decided, until I do three small projects. Oh. And then I'll go back just to keep the juices flowing so you don't get stagnant doing the same thing over and over. So is this the first of the three? Yes. Did you lure the bear and the legend into this? Yeah, Gorka for the campaign, it's me, 
Legend, Bear, and J-Jack. <laughs> and we got our first game of the campaign is next Sunday. Okay. Over at Bear and the Bees. We did a demo game where I played against the Legend. We just, we didn't add up points or anything. We just used the models that we have. But yeah. made it kind of even and got to try out the different weapons and stuff. It's pretty fun to play because there's a lot of randomness and charts and, like, your weapons can <laughs> malfunction and stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty fun to play. <clears throat> Did put a bit of a hurting on the legend. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. As it turns out. <laughs> At the end, when he uh, bottled out, he had three guys down, and the other three had flesh wounds on them. Okay. I only lost one poor guy. <laughs> I did totally devastate his truck. For some reason, he took the long, the wrong lesson from the battle where he had this big, like, heavy bolter type thing, which is, like, the best, I don't know, big orc cannon. Yeah. It's a heavy bolter. But prone to jam, like, immediately? Yeah, he uses those sustained fire dice. Yeah. And first round, he got lucky and took out, like, my weird primitive spear gun I had on my track. Yeah. So instead of buying a... Because for the cost of that weapon, you could get a whole second vehicle. <laughs> Even though, like, it killed the spear gun the first round, and it, like, misfired and ran out of ammo. Yeah. He decided that he's going to stick with it instead of getting a second track. He's just going to keep the really huge gun that's not very reliable. Well, maybe he's too lazy to build another truck on a track. That's true. He did build a really awesome... He could be too cheap as well. Why I think he, it's more the cheapness. Why doesn't he get on the blog? Because I'd like to see some of the stuff you guys are doing for this. Yeah, anyway. I'll be putting my stuff up. Okay. I might do some battle reports. He did do, like, he's got an old uh, pickup, Ford pickup truck he converted. <laughs> yeah. So it's got all kinds of metal and slag on it, and it's got the big engine showing. Is he actually using orc models? Yeah, he's using orcs. Okay. He might go, and some of the other guys might go to cromlech.eu. It's a site, it's probably well-known to 40K people, but it's got all these awesome orc bits and basically 40K-style bits, but there's probably maybe 10 or 15 different styles of orc heads. So there'll be like 10 orc mohawk heads and like 10 like goggle heads and like 10 with like weird Prussian helmets and like 10 with like <laughs> yeah. weird gas masks and like 10 with like little fezes on them and stuff. Yeah. So you could easily, I think everybody's, Orcs gang is going to choose a different head. Do a, do a different tribe. That would be the easiest thing to do. And then they even have, I don't know if you can do this in 40K, but one of the really hilarious things is if you get a leg injury, you can go get some surgery, spelled S-E-R-J-E-R-Y, <laughs> <laughs> from the docks, and they'll like chop off the lower half of their body and put tr tank treads on. <laughs> or like put, just put one big mono wheel yeah. Or something like that. And then you, like, drive alongside the vehicle. You move like a tank. <laughs> but they actually have, like, the lower torsos, and you can just pop, oh, like, the nice. upper torsos in them. <laughs> so they look pretty hilarious. But I did a cool orc, uh, a Necron junkyard biker, too. So I'm yeah. probably do a couple more once the gang's established. Sure. Because the, the bikes are kind of expensive, but... It's it's been pretty fun. Okay, putting these guys together. So probably on the blog here soon. I might get some pictures of them. They're about halfway done. Yeah. Um, and then for painting, I'll have to. I want to do like three or four or five different styles of rust on them for all the various little metal plates and bits that they have. Sure. So that'll be fun. I haven't. I've done a little bit of rust on the because some of the demonic bases have little weapons on them. Yeah. I just did. 
<laughs> the first Rust tutorial that came up on them. <laughs> they look okay. But a little bit of stippling with fucking yeah. browns and oranges. I gotta, I've asked Bear a couple times how he does it because his yeah. turns out real solid. Sure. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask him one more time and actually write down what he says. <laughs> Maybe you can get him to do a tutorial on the blog. <laughs> Perhaps. But then okay. I do have a shit ton of weathering powders as well so i'll be getting into those a little bit more okay that's about it that's my little project i've been working on okay having a blast building those guys as a side thing you can find some inspiration because they have a whole bunch of vehicles for the new road warrior movie starring tom hardy (laughs) there's youtube videos of all the weird vehicles they built for it is this a remake of the original Uh, i think it's like a reboot okay kind of thing sure that looks pretty, pretty awesome. Cause right. like I think they're all functional. Like they're all <laughs> fucking really weird looking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. Makes me want to get like a hot rod kit and then, like turn <laughs> yeah. it into this weird cannibal robot driving it. Okay. Badass. So I have been mostly well. Paint, first off, you painted a wall. First and foremost, I got my fucking hobby mojo I don't back. It. Call the fucking cops! But I've been super motivated and doing a lot over the last like two weeks. The way I finally pulled the mojo back in line was when I was in the fucking trough of despair there and just couldn't be troubled to fucking do anything. I was still forcing myself to do at least fifteen minutes a day, and I would consistently find that if you just do it. You end up putting in a you know at least half an hour. So yeah, once if you can start, you got to trudge through it that way. But I got to a point when I was working on the skin and the Gorgon model where it started looking really good. About the third or fourth layer into it, and and then boom, like all of a sudden I was super motivated and really wanted to have the thing done. So been painting the Gorgon, got the skin done. The skin took seven layers, and it took almost twenty nine hours. <laughs> Just the skin. (laughs) So what I did, though, was I paid very close attention to the process, all the thought processes and the technical process involved. So I'm going to put a really big blog post together, the details of this technique that I use to do most everything I paint, I use the same technique. So it's like a layering, blending technique. So look out for that. It should be up by the time this cast goes up, in fact. Cool. Yeah, I've had a lot of people ask me how I do it. And I think I've tried to explain it before, but... As I was doing this, I tried to capture all the details. So, yeah, other than that, you know, I, I've I got to a point now where if I work on it for two hours, for two hours a day, then I let myself work on something fun. So when my two-hour limit is reached, and, you know, I usually go beyond that on, the, on just the Gorgon, but I'll start fucking working on the Flying Orctonian. So mm. I got all the boar himself is built, all the feathers are sculpted, and I'm ready to start adding the Bretonian bits now. He's looking really cool, pretty funny. That's one of those things that I just chuckle my ass off the whole time I'm doing it. So first time ever sculpting feathers, that was a fucking tricky situation. Really just trying to match what is done on the Pegasus model. So I put feathers in the same spots, the Pegasus, like in the mane, a little bit on the belly, like under the chin, the neck, whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just poke some feathers randomly around the model. Tried to make them match what was on the original Pegasus model. So turned out really good, though. I was happy with it. Turns out that a blade tool is the best tool for sculpting feathers. Just a little awkward trying to get in some of the small spots, but perhaps I'll do a tutorial on that on the uh, blog at some point here. Mm -hmm. So I did build a fucking 
rock wall out of epoxy sculpt. So yeah. that's just the first stab it's I took. It's the real jewel in your collection. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I really wanted something unique, so I was pouring through the Bretonian book, just looking for ideas there, and they got all these these background pics where the peasants are. They just show all this, these like peasant buildings and fences and shit, and it's all pretty just ramshackle stone, and it's not really standing on its own. There's like pieces of wood posts jammed in the ground mm-hmm. holding it all up together. So I tried to mimic that look, except I did want it to look... I want it to look clean and good and bright, but I also want it to look kind of ramshackle. So it came together really well. I put up a couple blog posts on that. I really wasn't sure about it after I built it, but once it was painted, you know, once it started coming together with the paint, I was really happy with it. I think once I got primed, I was like, oh, yeah, that looks all right. But mm-hmm. before that, there's like big gaps in the wall and shit like that. So I had to fill all that in with gravel when I did the basing on the thing. But it turned out really good, so I'm happy with that. And then I'll mount the bore on there when he's done. Which God knows how long that'll be, but because one of the things I did how was many, uh, uh, rework. Keeping my- track of how long he's taking. Yeah, I'm keeping track. He really. Why don't you uh, give us a prediction? Uh, you mean to finish the bore model? Well, including paint. You mean in terms of how long he'll take the paint? Because if I could just work on him, he'd be done in like a week. But since now, I how many have, hours are you going to sink into it? Uh, including probably, the ones you've already done total. Including the ones that are finished. Yeah, I don't really. I the, I didn't track most of the ones okay. that are done. So, give, give but I suspect he'll take like with the rider and everything to be complete, including the base, just the flying guy. Probably be twenty to twenty-four hours because mm-hmm. the base alone took like four hours to do. I think it was, and then so yeah, about twenty hours for the beast and the rider should be about fair, depending on how many fucking extra bits and shit I put on there. How many gobnars <laughs> get making stew are on yeah. the base? So one thing I did was I reworked my list for North Star, and that was it was a good idea because I'm way more confident in it. But it's a bad idea because now I have to paint like five more. Oh no! I have more Minotaur, so now I have fucking. I think it's either five or six Minotaur to do, including the fucking two man eaters I needed before, and then also the Gorgon model still has to be finished. Mm-hmm. So I mapped it all out, did some time estimates. To get it done in time for Northstar, I have to work on it for 16 and a half hours every week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that's, it's, it's kind of been good because it's keeping me motivated and I've done, one of the guys still isn't even built. I had to convert another dude with a great weapon, you know, mm-hmm. to be in the iron gut unit. So I've been converting another bull ogre with a great weapon, trying to make him fit in the unit. I reworked the unit to get everybody to fit in there with the characters in there because when I played a sample game against Domus with with the list, the characters pretty much just had to sit on the side because mm-hmm. they weren't going in that motherfucker. So, have you thought about a herdstone unit filler taking <laughs> up a two by three space? <laughs> No, it's not a bad plan. <laughs> this will greatly increase the time, um, but I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for it. Let's we'll see if I can get it done. It's my goal, and I've been really focused and doing really well. I've been putting in a lot of fucking time on this hobby. Yeah. I don't know if I can carry it through to fucking November. That's a long time away right now. Feels like anyways. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But I've been busy bullogering it up and trying to put in a little bit of time. I've been also painting on the boar for the fifth Orctonian night. Really? Yeah. Just after my two hour limit on the Gorgon, then I'll do like just one or two small things on the boar. So he's coming together. He's almost done in fact. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I just put like two hours into him, he'd be done. So How I might... How uh, much sieve time are we talking here? No, I gave that up. That's That was the did reason. Did you uninstall it? No, I didn't no, uninstall it. So you could it. boot it up at any... <laughs> 
In a moment's notice, if you succumbed, you gotta uninstall it, man. Fortunately, Civ 5 just doesn't have the, the lure that Civ 4 had. And even though that's still installed, I realize that if I start, that's like a. It's like when I start drinking beer, it's gonna be a fucking 12 to 15 hour disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be hungover at the end. So I just haven't. Yeah, I don't care. I'd rather work on models because at least you have something to show at the end of your time. Plus, I've been watching a lot of fucking really cool shows, and that helps a lot. So I also finally got around to making the Feats of Strength video for Wapaka. I see that. Anybody that follows us on fucking idiot Facebook or the forum or Twitter will have seen that. So if you haven't, go check out our uh, forum. There's a link to where it is on YouTube. You can also download it from our website if you want a fucking good resolution copy to have. It was a lot of fun. Got a lot of giggles out of that. And, uh, Indeed. It was, yeah, it was a good time. It... That was right at the end of my fucking trough of despair for the painting. So I mm-hmm. sat down and I fucking literally edited the, probably 90% of the whole video in one night. And, uh, do it. Yeah, just got to fucking muscle through it. And the reason I was doing it was because I didn't want to paint any skin on the fucking Gorgon. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that. And uh, turned out cool, though. It was a lot, of, a lot of fun. Other than that, had a game versus Domus. It was Ogre on Ogre, so like I said, I used my oh, North Star yeah. list. I made a dumb mistake of getting really drunk before we played or kind of mm-hmm. during it, mm-hmm. and uh, I am shocked at just how fucking forgiving the Ogres are. It's yeah. fucking astounding that I did a lot of really dumb shit. Just We were both having pretty shitty dice, but just just came together for me. Fucking somehow won the game despite being really drunk and making a lot of stupid moves. It was my turn to attack with the man-eaters. They have five attacks each. I was only rolling two attacks each. It was three. I think it was two each. They have, yeah. yeah, they have less attacks than a normal ogre. Yeah. But they are strength five. <laughs> so I was just really fucking stupid and out of it. And it had been a long time since I played fucking Boarhammer. But, yeah, it was fun. It was nice to play Domus here in the fucking Hastings den. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was I was on a fucking kick for a while there, not to have any booze in August. So I made it till about the third or fourth day when Corner of the Curb happened downtown here in Stevens oh, Point. Oh really? And then I w- promptly went down there Saturday and got fall down drunk. <laughs> nice. It was fucking debaucherous. So Did you leave a little vomit on the sidewalk for no, Sunday morning. Didn't puke, fortunately. But uh, it was a fucking rough night and an even rougher day the next day. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, you've been fucking watching, listening, reading. Anything good, buddy? Yeah, I've been listening to Hardcore History okay. podcast by Dan Carlin. What's this about? Uh, it's like a history podcast about various events, but they're usually stuff that would probably be of interest to more hammer nerds. But I got <laughs> turned on to it by Joe Rogan podcast, and it's it's really good. Yeah, they're like super good. They're like probably three or four hours they don't come out very often maybe once once a month at most but if you're gonna go check it out they had this like four or five part podcast on the mongols which is really really good super enlightening (laughs) and kind of changes your whole outlook on the world (laughs) (laughs) it's Uh, fucking existential (laughs) yeah it's really good like it's good enough that like you know it's time to go to bed but then I just sit and listen to it for like another <laughs> half an hour and I can't turn it off. I just got to find out what happens. It's like a fucking game of Civ Four, then. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. The Mongols one is super good. Yeah. And there's probably, I think he's up to close to 50 of them in okay. total. He has a lot of one-offs and then 
Um, he's supposed to have a really good one on the, the Ost Front, uh, the Soviets and the Nazis. Uh. But that one goes farther back into the history of the, the podcast history. So he has like the last 20 or so episodes for free. Okay. So they're so good, though, that this might be the first time I actually pay for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like five bucks or something to unlock it. So I'm like, to unlock all of them? Yeah, I'm not sure I have to look into it, but yeah. um, it's really good. He, well, it seems kind of up your alley with the history degree. Maybe you could fucking make something like this happen. No, uh, he's good. He, he was like, you know, he's not some schlup. Right. He's like a former like radio show host, and he okay. has another guy and a couple other people that help him research everything. And, yeah. You know, each podcast, you'll have to read like 50 bucks, maybe like minimum Whoa. to get you know the perspective on it of everything. And Right. But yeah, if you want to, I'd recommend it to everybody. Just download the first Mongol one and probably within a half hour, you'll be <laughs> fucking hooked at hardcore history. The fucking genocide those guys have laid down upon the world. And that was, that's on iTunes. Is that it, correct? Um, maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't use that service, but I'm sure it is. Hardcore history. Do a Google search. Aaron? You need. Sweet, dude. Yeah. Kelly? She, uh,. Got through season three of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah? Got to see all the juicy deets. <laughs> I don't think you've watched them, but no. it's about halfway through the third book is where it lays off. Okay. It's quite delicious to sit and watch or react to all the various <laughs> happenings. To the plot twists? The twists and the turns. <laughs> They're quite astounding. <laughs> I see. No, but I could, I don't know, some about those. I can just go back and watch them all again, again. Because yeah, I was I'll watching wanna. a lot of them with her. Maybe I'll try to get into that. Ginger mm-hmm. mentioned wanting to try and watch it all again, so because we tried once and like she couldn't. Well, I don't know. Just got lost in how many, how much shit was going on. But yeah, once you get Kelly noticed, once you got to the third season, they kind of stopped adding characters for a while and <laughs> developed in the characters. Yeah, and you could just let the characters interact and fuck each other over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so once you get into it, I'm sure it'll be quite sweet. Okay. Cool, Bo. Anything else? We got into fucking some computer game action for a little while there. Uh-oh. Who's we? You and Freddy? Yeah, the guys in Wausau, my old computer gang, uh. <laughs> got me into playing. Because I went up there and they are talking about this game, DayZ, which is a mod uh, yeah. of a game from like the late 90s, Arma 2. Yeah. So you can go in it's like a it's not an mmo but it's like a persistent game world that you log into so if you log into the same server root around and you go back in later your character will be in there still okay and it's kind of just like a post-apocalyptic zombie kind of thing but um it's one of the most interesting gaming experiences i've had <laughs> for it's really different because you got you got to find food you got to get water you need to find medicine and you need to find guns, and basically you start out with nothing. Okay. So it's really fun to kind of run around. So you don't start with anything. So you have to go into buildings to find shit, but there's zombies in buildings, and you don't have any weapons to start with. So <laughs> like a lot of the games, when you start, it's just fucking running from hordes of zombies. <laughs> but it, your character in the game is a pretty good distance runner. Does a lot of cardio, I guess, because he can just keep on running forever. <laughs> <laughs> but and then so the game cycles through on the server so there'll be like four or six hour cycles and for half of that time it's dark 
Yeah. And even if you, whatever, cheat, turn your gamma all the way up on your monitor, like you can, you know, it's like real life darkness. You can't see anything if there's clouds out. <laughs> so you have a flashlight that you're walking on, you can tromp around with if you find one, but it's really easy for the zombies to see if you have a flashlight. <laughs> so you'd be running around in buildings and stuff, and then if they fucking spot you, you just have to click it off and just run blind into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> just hope that you lose them. Um, but it's really fun getting through, you know, finding a pistol and then yeah. eating food and finding what you need and building up to what, till, till you can survive. Um, so I got to that point, and then after that, you kind of just keep doing it just over and over. after that, or? Yeah, well, then you go back, and then you start getting, like, uh, assault rifles <laughs> and stuff, and you figure out how everything works. Yeah. You know, how the zombies, how close you can be. Okay. Um, so at that point, I was kind of done with it, but fucking Freddy is still going full bore. Like, <laughs> that's all he does now at home. He's always wanting me to log in. He's, like, telling me about all, all the items he's collecting for me. Because <laughs> he's got, like, a massive flatbread truck that he repaired. It, oh, yeah, there's vehicles, and you have to get, like, four tires, like, scrap metal, like, all kinds of engine components. Then you can, like, rebuild a car or a truck. <laughs> so he rebuilt this, like, big flat haul truck. And uh, <laughs> he stored a lot of loot in there for me when I finally get in. So is this, like, a pay game, or is it just... No. How does this work? It's, like, a free mod. If anybody's interested, um, you could, I'd recommend Googling it, and then... So it's called Daisy. Yeah, it's for Arma 2, which is a game... You can buy off Steam for like ten bucks. Okay. And then you have to download like the mod and install the mod, and then there's certain stuff that you have to do. So I'd recommend. I just tried downloading the game and then the mod, but you have to do it in a certain order, and you need like another program to get it. It's kind of frustrating if you're not a real computer person. You might not be able to get it to work, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it if you do. Yeah, it's worth checking out for sure. Daisy. Last thing I need is to put a fucking game on my list of shit to check out here, buddy. Killing my fucking North Star chances, bro. <laughs> That's good. You can get a fucking machete. Yeah. We usually get hurt by the zombies. I just fucking lock myself in a closet in the yeah. night hours and just wait. It's funny. Them. If you get knocked around by zombies too much, like you start freaking out and you have to take painkillers because like you won't be able to you use your aiming reticle anymore because it would be too shaky. Because <laughs> you're beat up and yeah. showing that you're wounded. And then if you fall off like a five or six foot drop, you'll like fucking break your leg. <laughs> you need to like get like morphine and shit. So you, how do you move around then? You just fucking crawl? Well, you need your buddy to come fucking pick you, <laughs> pick you up in the pickup truck because you're pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, cool, man. So I've been fucking watching all kinds of shit, being that I've been putting in so much fucking time. Yeah. Miniatures. Where are we on the X-Files? Just started season six, finished seasons five. So season six, I watched the first episode today before you arrived as I was painting mm. fucking Gorgon-ish. So these are probably like 20 episode seasons? Yeah, 20 to 45 20 to 22, minutes. Somewhere in there. 45 so. minutes. Yep. <laughs> so this... Well, it's kind of disappointing because at the end of season five, they released a movie, and I don't have access to the movie. It's not available on streaming, and I looked around for it on a couple of sites, and I couldn't find it for free. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to fucking buy it. So then when you then when you watch the first episode of season six, you get this big, long, previously on the X-Files. So they go through this Dude. crazy adventure in the Antarctic. With the Truth is out there, John. I know, bro. I just got to find it. <laughs> it's got to uncover that shit. So... 
Either way, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to start watching it again. So still going along good. I think the longer it goes, the more you get into the characters and shit, the better it gets. And then also, as the styles start to evolve and Gillian Anderson quits wearing it's those terrible hotter. suits, yeah, she definitely gets a lot more attractive. But uh, it's not saying much because at the beginning, well, turns out I watched this whole documentary on it. Like the first season or two, she was actually pregnant. So really? yeah. And then there's they had to write in a story arc in the show where she got pregnant and then she actually missed some episodes, whatever, one episode in the Was it a fucking alien fetus <laughs> inside her? Uh, they didn't say yes or no, but I'm gonna assume it was. <laughs> so that's fucking, fucking Mulder solid though. Knocked her out with some roofies. <laughs> fucking put a little knocked fucking her out butt baby in her. Came up with that. <laughs> oh, it must have been an alien. An alien got you, Scully. <laughs> <laughs> you were abducted. <laughs> you were abducted. Put up a bunch of bright lights and shit. <laughs> so, there's a Netflix show called Orange is the New Black. I've been watch. I watched that. It was it's pretty good. It was same fucking it's chick that wrote advertised. weeds. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. It's entertaining. It's more like a character and interpersonal kind of show. It's all about these women in prison and huge range of characters. It's a good show, though. It's definitely worth a watch if you're fucking chilling out. American Horror Story Season 2 I started watching. How'd that, that go? Ah, that is one of the most tripped out fucking gross shows on the planet, man. Where <laughs> Have you watched Season 2 no, to that? It doesn't look... I haven't had the opportunity, but... It's it. a good show. It is just fucking down, like, evil shit and fucked up people, man. There's, like, really. the doctor in there, because it takes place back in the 60s for mm -hmm. the most part, and, like, the main doctor in the show is this bro that was at Auschwitz and escaped, and the story does get a little wanky when Anne Frank supposedly comes into it as an adult How into the mental institution. In What's that? How many ghosts are in here? It's not really about ghosts. It's all just about really fucked up crazy people. There was an alien abduction, so it tied into my ex-files thing pretty good. <laughs> but nice. It's a fucking really tripped out show. If you're in a crazy, weird, dark shit, check it out. Hell on Wheels season two finally made it to Netflix. <laughs> so I watched the entire season two of Hell on Wheels. That shit is fucking great. I just seen a preview last night when I was out at the bar that season three is coming out. So pretty stoked. I think it's season three. It might be even season four. But there's a new season of that about to start. So I'm pretty stoked about that, too. That's been fucking great. Dexter season eight's going on. You watching that, buddy? Uh, I think I'm through season five. Uh, okay, six maybe. Yeah, I've been fucking. So I've been. <laughs> you ain't been on top of it. Caught that since the days of the grass hole. <laughs> uh, season eight's going well. It's fucking you know where he has yeah pretty similar storyline people except he fucking gets rid of the fucking main nemesis early in the season and then now they're moving on again last mm. end of last episode there's a huge fucking plot twist so yeah someone from the past staying comes up all back. night again driving around uh. <laughs> seems to not gonna tell you most about. of the episodes well, him staying up all night driving around yeah. running various errands even though he has like a fucking child <laughs> yeah. like a life and shit and for some of those seasons like he's married and he's just lying <laughs> yeah. to her about where he's at all night killing motherfuckers going out on a boat dumping bodies and shit yeah it's fucking good I still highly recommend that if you ain't seen it uh, podcast I see the fucking Wallcast has returned so I haven't yet listened but I did just subscribe again so I'll fucking give that a listen check it out I did finally get back into listening to Healing somehow it just wasn't downloading or maybe I wasn't subscribed but I found it mm -hmm. and uh, it's good I'm glad they rebooted because it's uh, it's well edited it's succinct it's fucking there's so many podcasts out there now if you're gonna fucking do one you have to A have your angle and B do it well 
Don't fucking sit there and um and ah uh, and repeat yourself a hundred times. You got to fucking tightly edit that shit, and those guys do a good job of that. So kudos, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking reading wise, I put down Tolstoy after the second short story because it's some of the fucking slowest shit on the planet. <laughs> but I picked up this book. It's a fiction book by Timothy Egan. It's called The Worst Hard Time, and it's about the Dust Bowl. Super fucking good, dude. One reason, like I said, I started because I was so bored of fucking Tolstoy. But this book is ma- amazing, dude. It's, it's fucking really good. It's it's about like what led up to the Dust Bowl, the political climate, the financial situation in the country. But it's also told from really personal stories of people that lived through it and went out there and tried to fucking make a life and shit. So it's really good. I'm about 120 pages in, so it's about a third, almost a half halfway in. So mm-hmm. I'll let you know how it goes by the end. But so far, it's really good. It's called the worst hard time. But um, let's fucking take a break, dude. We'll get okay. back to this bullshit. Mit dir, mein Freund, in Ewigkeit. Doch es gilt zu streiten, stehe bereit. Siehe, wenn uns du schenkst den Sieg, kämpft ja ihr Weg, die das Leben verdient. Ich flehe um Linderung, solche Schmerzen, und dass ihr euch ein mit dem Herzen, dass ihr schreit, der Zeit der Zeit, in das Licht durch dunkle Zeit. All right, we are fucking back. And uh, let's talk about events here that are coming up. So, I think Screw City, is that the next one on our fucking list of excitement? It might be. That's not until the middle of October. Uh, so then Oktoberfest would be the next Keep one. Get this free ride going. Hey, Oktoberfest yeah. is the 5th of October. I won't be able to attend that one because I have a wedding that day of one of my volleyball friends. So, I'll be fucking here, drunk. Blanking. Well, maybe early in the day. <laughs> no reason not to. <laughs> so, you going to go out to Oktoberfest or no? Yeah, I think so. Signed up. Okay, cool. And then uh, Screw City. I just today starting to think about what I'm going to do for a list for that. I'm not really sure. I was debating because I probably had the Gorgon done by then. So I could do Gorgon, Giant, Jabba. I don't know if there's enough points in the list for that, but <laughs> I can fucking check. Just do something really off the wall. Not gonna no, be con- I think it's... I think that's too bitty. So that would be 550 each. Yeah, 550 plus. I think that's 750. So it'd be like 760 uh, to get all three or like 755 <laughs> exactly or something. <laughs> uh, if I can talk to Gonzalez, see if I'll make an exception for you. Let me fucking squeak in under the line there <laughs> so I could take a fucking royal beating with all the times that are going to be around. <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, like I said, today I was thinking about what I'm going to do for a list. So I got to get, get on that. Even though I think we got plenty of time. Yeah, it's not due till. I think it's late I September. Still, I want to be fucking ready and make sure I don't have to paint any beastmen for it. So, Pier Hammer, September 7th is Pier Hammer. That is an event that Grant's organizing in Kenosha for 
one of the Warhammer tournament guys who recently lost his wife. So it's like a charity fundraiser thing. Everybody's going to bring shit. It's all about donating money. There's, we're all going to get together. It's going to be a run like a tournament. It's going to be three games. And then uh, Grant's going to play in it, though. So it's you know, not going to be serious or anything. And the goal That's is just style. to raise money to give to the dude who lost his wife. And um, he has five kids on his own now. So that's a fucking <laughs> rough situation. Tough, yeah. So yeah, if you're in the Midwest or you want to fucking come out and help a bro out or you just want to donate, I don't know, get in touch with me. Post and, on uh, the forum or something. Yeah, get in touch with me and I'll give the information or maybe I'll put the information on our forum as well. Uh, it's called Pure Hammer though and it's going to take place at Rockheads in Kenosha on September 7th. I plan on attending. It's going to be 2200 point. I'm going to use it as a warm up for North Star so I figure okay. I could use some practice games against some bros. What is that? What's that? What is that? September 7th, so Saturday. Since I can't get uh, any games around here, although, of course, I don't ever really ask. <laughs> I always think about it, then I'm like, I don't want to play those fucking bros again. <laughs> but yeah, check that shit out for sure. I don't think Merry Mayhem's been announced this year. Colnsey was talking about it when he was up here for Raj Podge, but I don't think I've seen anything official. I did go look on his site, so I'm sure that'll still be first weekend in December. Colnsey had laid down a challenge at Bits that his old lady could drink more PBR than me, <laughs> and he bet me $1,000. <laughs> no, he was drunk, so I won't really hold him to that, because to me, this seems like a non-challenge, really, but that's not entertaining to fucking drink Mrs. Cohn under the table. <laughs> like, Cohn, you know, after a 12-pack, I'm still ready to fucking keep rocking and smoke a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> well, well, she can drink a lot. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining at the time. And the next day when he realized he bet $1,000, well, I'll stand to it. I said it. <laughs> Cole, I'm not going to take your fucking money, dude. <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. That's it for the events. I'm fucking looking forward to Screw City pretty good. I'm also looking forward to Pure Hammer just to get some games in and a fucking good practice games, but in a more laid back environment. And I got a couple cool things to donate to the raffle and all that. So it should be a good time. See, when uh, Domus was up here for Raj Podge, we played a bunch of board games and games that he had brought, so I want to talk about a few of those. One of them was King of Tokyo. That one, man, it was all right. I don't Did you it. play that one? Yeah, we played it. You bailed because you have a uh, girlfriend now. You're a real leaker. But <laughs> we all, all three of us played that a few times on the Saturday night. Yeah, it's fun. It's all right, game. It's quick. It's not, yeah, it's not like fucking fantastic or interesting, but it's fun to sit around, chat, Winger sparked up the hookah, so we smoked the living fuck yeah. out of that hookah. <laughs> and then, uh, but the other game that he had was called Smash Up, and that's a card game. That game I thought was fucking super, super fun and super cool. So interesting. There's a card game where all there's all these little decks, and all the decks represent something. Like you got the ninjas, and you got the bears, and you got the pirates, and you got plants, plant, yeah, all kinds of fucking weird groups. And then you pick two cards, like aliens is one, robots is one, and then you pick two cards, zombies is one. So I was like, zombie robots or zombie, no, zombie ninjas the first time. It was fun though, that, that Saturday night we played about three or four games of it. Um, just a great game, a lot of fun, really interesting, mm -hmm. I recommend. And there's a lot of cool, like funny combinations, so it's entertaining just to read and look at the cards and think about what you are and what you're doing. So Smash Up <laughs> is what it was called. It's a good time. You bros played Lords of Waterdeep? Yeah. I watched a little bit, but... That was good. Yeah? It looks like it's a D&D &D branded game, but... Right. doesn't really have anything to do with D&D <laughs> &D per se, except in the background and the fluff of it. Sure. It's good. It's like uh, the kind of game where you're. it has a set time limit. You need to accumulate victory points. And during the turns, you need to build up 
you kind of split your time between getting actual victory points and like building up your capacity to get victory points. Yeah. So you kind of have to choose wisely early on and get in a groove where you can accumulate lots of resources, which you use to get stuff later. <laughs> so that was good. I ended up buying it and playing it with some buddies who really aren't into board games, but they fucking, <laughs> they since they never it. played anything like that, I'm sure it's like a paradigm shift, like blew their mind. <laughs> or any one of the board games I have might have done it, but that yeah. one, there's a lot that's of little a, details and intricacies. And that's the Plus it has that D&D tie-in and those bros mm-hmm. were all D&D yeah, way back like good. when. So. Yeah, most of them are. Yeah. It's got a lot of good art and stuff on it. Okay. So uh, one other game. This is a game Ginger got from her brother for like really? her birthday or something like that. It's called Morals, but it's like the mushrooms. It's a mushroom game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's a two-player only game, and it's a card game. Well, it's pretty entertaining. There's like a, a deck that you lay out like eight cards, and every turn, no matter what happens, the cards like flow through so you discard some you have a dk pile that they first go into then they get discarded and it's supposed to simulate like you're walking through the forest trying to find mushrooms <laughs> and then like some of the cards are like pans so you can cook the mushrooms or butter so you can like <laughs> flavor the mushrooms and it was pretty entertaining for two people it's a fun little game maybe takes about 20 minutes 30 minutes at the okay. most to pop and uh maybe. if you're looking for something i'm sure it's like fucking like borrow it 10 or 15 yeah it's fun you should check it out i recommend it just for something to fucking other than waste your life watching tv or painting fucking gorgons so, so did you like grind her into the dirt over and over <laughs> no i was, was more luck based uh, no it's not luck based it's strategy based because you can like sell your mushrooms to for the ability <laughs> to forage deeper into the forest otherwise you can only take the first two cards but you can see like the first eight cards in the forest uh-huh. so you can uh yeah so like she was cooking she cooked a lot more mushrooms than i did <laughs> But I cooked all the really good mushrooms that are worth a lot of points. So, and I was using the butter as much as I could. Put those fucking butter points in there. That's fun. Talk about Raj Podge, buddy. Yeah, it was a shit. It was fucking fun, man. Such a good fucking setup for an event. Yeah, very chill. <laughs> I bet that. That Kino event will probably have the same kind of feel. Yeah, I agree, where it's just about bros fucking having fun. People showing up, playing some fucking games. So Raj Podge, it's all about the victory points you accumulate. There's no sports. No paint. No paint. No bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> so you build a thousand point army. Um, there's no horde. The horde rule isn't used. Um, so you, you could build a horde, but you won't get the extra rank of attacks. No BSBs, because whoever you're teamed up with is your Their is general, general is your BSB. Your BSB sure. Undead didn't have to worry about crumbling. They didn't have to take a hero fan or a general. They could, you know, they needed to take a hero for the general, but they didn't have to worry about the crumbling stuff going on. Okay. So this year we had, it looked like we are going to get 24, but then right at the end... We lost a couple of folks, and thankfully it turned out to be an even 20. Okay. So it's been even every year so far, so that's been pretty good. <laughs> but this year is a little different. There's a few more wrinkles. So there's like two on two, and the way it worked was you were automatically assigned to a specific partner. Just based on and points. And you couldn't be with the same person, so it was a real headache for the organizer. Yeah. Who was doing the scores, and actually it was Meal, because he... So I kind of portion out some of the tournament duties to people, and then I give them a few bucks to do it. So Miel, <laughs> Miel, he got 15 bucks off his entrance fee, and he was the <laughs> scorekeeper. So huge thanks to him. 
because then I can really sit back and enjoy the weekend and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but the way it works is the top four scores each round get matched up, and then whoever has the most victory points gets to pick their partner, mm-hmm. and they can't pick the same person twice. Okay. There is a wrinkle where if you don't have the highest victory points, you so have a chance to buy some victory points, some temporary VPs <laughs> to put you out ahead. So, so you could pick your partner by paying. Yeah, every dollar you put up you could add 100 victory points to your total. Okay. So to start with, we match people off based off the VPs they had accumulated before the tournament started. So if they got their list in on time and they paid in on time, those people had 500 victory points to start with. So those fuckers are matched up. And then some some people had one or the other and some had neither. Sure. Some people Um, lost points. (laughs) For not turning in a list. (laughs) (laughs) So... We were entered into this shit, and we ended up... Neil did all the first-round pairings, so um, I had 500 VPs because I paid on time. My list was on time. You had 250. 250, because I didn't pay on time. But there was six people with 500 VPs, so I was in, like, the second group. Sure. So I got matched up with some two people with 250 VPs, and that was you and a cat named Jason... Uh, Welker. And then uh, and Eric then Rowe. the other guy was Eric Rowe. Those are two Wausau guys. So Eric had 500 VPs. Mm. So you and Jason had the opportunity to outbid us to pick your partner. Right. Neither of you took it up. Eric didn't want to bid, and I put down. So if it was a tie, you just roll off. Right. But you put down a I put down a buck. Sure. It's probably the best dollar I spent all weekend. Because <laughs> I took my man, Mr. Johnny Hastings, as my partner. So fucking round I was one. thinking, I was like, ugh. Don't know what I'm going to do about his Marn Fang. <laughs> Don't know what I'm going to do about the guts. He's got the same amount of chaff. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how much I can can it off. I'm like, well, if I bid a dollar, I'll just have him on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it, this fucking prick. So, yeah. yeah, worked out well. Round one, we were fucking booming. And, you know, one thing I liked about it is because after everybody found out what the pairings were, everybody's just shaking their head laughing at poor Jason and Eric. <laughs> and, yeah. and fucking Eric, man, all confidence that bro is like, we can do this. <laughs> We got this shit. I have no question. Yeah. He's like all fucking like, yeah, I'm, we're going to fucking win this. So I took 1,000 points of demons. My list was, I think, 19 Plague Bearers, Harold and Nurgle with the regen buff, Loki. Two units, three Screamers, three Beasts of Nurgle. They're all separate. Yeah. And then just I think just one one cannon. Okay. And then I was Rock Firebelly, Gold Sickle Sword, Dispel Classic. Scroll, Rock Eye, <laughs> and then eight guts with the banner of discipline, eleven noblars with a muso, four Mornfang with the gleaming pendant, and three solo saber tusks. Mm-hmm. Fucking the best 1,000 point ogre build. <laughs> so yeah, solid. <laughs> pretty much. Jason was rocking. Beastman. Yeah, beast, yeah. yeah, like a gore horde. Big black gore. Just with a war gore as a general. Yeah, like yeah. a block of. Probably was like 25 bestigores. Yeah, a big block of bestigores. That was solid. Yeah. I think two razor gore. I think he had a sh- like a level one beast shaman. Yeah, he did. He was fucking wild. Eric was rocking high elves. And he had like a 15 man silver helm unit. Like maybe 15, 18 white lions, something like that. Some of those chicks with the shooting 10 or 11 or 12 of those rare archers. Level 2. And he had a level 2. What lore did he take? I think he had shadow. Yeah, someone was rocking him. I'm trying to wither me. So, yeah, Yeah. that's what it was. So the first scenario was a watchtower type scenario where whoever got in the building um, at, at the end of the game 
got an extra 750 victory points. Yeah. So only one of the partners would get it. <laughs> uh, the kicker was if you assaulted the building, you automatically you'd work out the combat. So you kill a couple guys on each side, whatever. But whoever was in the building would automatically count as losing and start fleeing. So that was even, even if they were undead, even if they're or undead or demons or unbreakable. That would happen. So if you were in the building, you were extremely vulnerable. Yeah, because um, you could have like a unit of harpies or something assault, and you, even if you killed them all or whatever, you're like still fifty flee. man block or whatever would have to pop out. <laughs> so it was kind of. I really. What do you think of the scenario? I thought that was interesting. I liked it, the, but it was a bit. You fucked the people that went first. Well, it's funny because they had the opportunity to pick. Yeah, that's Who went true. First. They did pick. So you have to. Th- they picked me, the ogres, to go in the building. It was so I put based the off the number of units you had right. and stuff like that. So if you were at a disadvantage in this scenario, you could make sure that you went second. So you would have the have second charge. Yeah. Right. Because if you'd always knock them out, if you're always the last one in, you can always be the last person in, you know. Well, so as the game progressed, though, it was around, like, turn four sometime, or maybe turn three, they realized that there's no point in them assaulting the building, because we're always going to get another turn, and we're always going to push them out. So then they yeah, decided to Yeah, you'd have to, to take f- your opponents out, basically, right. if you went first. Yeah, but, then they tried to focus on just that, like, let's just kill their shit, fuck the building, so... Yeah. So it was Operation Pussyfooting yeah. on their part for a while, but then you got the Mannies into the Gore Herd, ground them down... Yeah. Just barely end up getting flanked. I did myself in again. Because he tried to shaft. <laughs> yeah. He had a big block of Bestigor there, and I've done this several times with the Harpy, so you think I learned my lesson, but the fucking whole strategy was based around the little Sabertoss passing a fucking panic check when the Bestigor broke the unit they were fighting so I could redirect with the Sabertusk. And, of course, leader fucking yeah. more. <laughs> you you think, think eventually that. I'll learn that fucking lesson, but, you know... Not used to that dude not being able to use General's leadership, so I do need to get in some games with the Ogres. Mm-hmm. But uh, so end up losing the Mornfang. They got into yeah. that. But I ground those Gore to shit. There was just yeah. Did you end up four? Did we get the points for them in the end? We did because I fireballed them from a okay. long distance. Yeah. Sweet. On the other side, the Plague Bearers held up the White Lions for a few turns. We're kind of breaking even. Then the guts obliterated the Silverhounds <laughs> on a real long charge. Yeah. Where. Um, one other thing is you could get Luck of the Raj re-rolls. So <laughs> three times per game, you could re-roll dice using money. So if you're going to re-roll two dice, it'd be two bucks. You yeah, have you, to, you, so you can't you the, pick and choose. You always have to pick them up, all of them up, and re-roll them, yeah. them. So you had to pay a dollar per. So if you rolled 15 attacks and flood them all, you'd have to pay 15 bucks to re-roll yeah. that. So you, it was like a 10 charge or maybe a 9 or a 10 with yeah. the guts into the helms. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make it. They let you. They re-roll. They can block it once per game yeah, well, by spending player, the same amount of money as you. Yeah, each player could block one time. And they did not do that. And yeah, they, they just assumed we wouldn't make it. <laughs> I did. I only. I needed a nine, and that's what I rolled. So I didn't get the D three impacts on them or anything. But didn't really need it, and I knew I wouldn't really need it when yeah. I went in there. So I didn't even think I popped the breath weapon on the fire belly in that uh, one. Because what's the so. point? <laughs> yeah, so you blew those guys apart, reformed. We took out the white lions, and then they were stuck on one side of the building, and then the best of glories were going ape shit on the Mornfang. Got them. They got into my skull cannon. So on that side, we kind of lost a little bit. But Yeah. Um, there was really nothing we could have done to prevent that, I don't think, because we let the Mornfang get pulled out uh, like that. We thought we could blast through the gore, but they had a stubborn crown is what it was. This- 
Yeah. Which is kind of our fault. How so are you think you'd be able to take him out? Yeah, I was putting attacks on him too, attacks. but he was he was making a lot of those fucking saves. But we did have a rock eye, so we could have known he was stubborn before yeah, we went in yeah. and we even <laughs> thought about it. That's fucking the worst <laughs> item because I never remember to use the fucking thing. So, so. Yeah, so you end up winning. Your fucking nobbies stayed in that goddamn yeah. building. So after they decided not to go in the building, that was right after I had moved the nobblers back in there just to get them out of the way of the rest of our ship. And I'm like, well, those bros aren't coming out of there. So mm-hmm. I think one thing you might consider, but I mean, almost makes it shitty is allow you to charge your own opponents or i mean your teammates shit if it's in the building yeah because it's not really that game breaking because it's one turn and then it's resolved right i might do something like that now that i don't know you but the problem is you can't really protect yourself from your teammate you know you could put your shit certain element of trust involved yeah (laughs) (laughs) and fucking you know the bottom of the last turn something i'm gonna be playing up more at the future Raj Podges, because this one had a little bit more than last one. Yeah. Where two out of the three scenarios, you were kind of working together, but <laughs> not really. At the last tournament, they just had one, so now I really liked how that worked out. The, yeah. <laughs> you're one man trying to win in a team tournament. <laughs> so this year's there uh, there's two scenarios where you're kind of working at odds and then one where you're working together for sure sure so next year all three of them are going to be working at odds somehow <laughs> some way okay uh, but so you got it you came out a little bit ahead of me there yeah well quite a bit because i got the 750 bonus there and we uh, both we both did really well coming out of that yeah so. and the way the vp was totaled was both of you get the vp for a what each other killed. Mm-hmm. So if you killed 2,000 points of their team, you subtract what you lost individually. Right. And I, I so had lost a, a lot bit of more than you did there because I lost the more thing. help right. with this. And I ended up calculating a lot of people's scores. Yeah. But it really separated the scores where last year you basically always ended up with the same score as your partner. Sure. And you get matched up. Yeah. I think that scoring is, is a good fucking strategy. I, I think. do like a score sheet that just breaks it down a little easier. So you just fill in the boxes and you don't have to calculate anything yourself. Sure. Which would be, yeah, which would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Talk about your game two then. Game two, I was, was, well, in our matchups, it was John Wenger. He was rocking some Slanish Warriors. And I was up against Legend, who <laughs> he had a big spear block with a vampire, and then he had a lot of ethereal stuff. Okay. And then so you were happy to see Domus that. had, yeah, I was pretty happy <laughs> with the demons. Domus had, he was running ogres. So he had like a little Mornfang unit, a little gut unit, some tusks, and a unit of bulls. Mm-hmm. So he, this also I thought was interesting. I'd like to see more of it at future Raj Podges. <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, as long as I matched up against, well, I'm like, well, if I team up with Legend, then that'll give his ethereal stuff a lot more power. Right. And I'm like, well, if I'm team up against Legend, then it's a lot easier it's for me to one. kill <laughs> So uh, Domus came over. He wasn't the top pick, but he was behind Wenger by a few bucks, yeah. a few hundred VPs. <laughs> so he's like, you know, I looked at the list. I think uh, we got a solid shot teaming up you and me. We're probably the best. We can probably beat him. Did he have a cannon? No, he didn't have a cannon. Okay. No, yeah, he didn't have a cannon for sure. Uh, but he's like, yeah, you got the magic, take out the ethereal. I can. He's got warriors on foot, hand weapon, shield, rock the iron guts in there. The Mornfang <laughs> do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. 
he's got a shag he's running a shagoth he's got a lot of poisoned attacks and stuff like that <laughs> so he's like yeah let's do this let's be teammates so we agreed to whatever he bid that we would split the cost of whatever he bid in the end yeah we didn't know if john was going to try to bid anything to get to have his pick of the teammates so i didn't bid because i was like quite a few hundred vp down so it have been like seven or nine bucks for me to get in yeah Legend, cheap fucker, not interested in the bidding, um, which is also why you don't want him on your team because he's not going to chip in for rerolls when you really need it. <laughs> and, you know, going against him, he's not going to pay anything to block it. Bro, he works for the state. Come on. <laughs> so he didn't bid anything. Then Domas, he just goes, I'm going five bucks. So Wenger has to put in like three to tie him yeah. or get ahead of him. And Wenger's like, nah, he balks. Um, <laughs> then we asked him later, like, well, what if he, if he had just bid one, would you have, would you have bid? And he's like, yeah, I probably would have gotten into a bidding war with you. So it was probably <laughs> smart. But, yeah, it kind of went to plan. All the demon stuff, kill those etherals. This was a diagonal deployment where you set up 12 inches apart. Yeah, so this so. one, the scenario was if you ever have two units – Locked in the same combat, you always count as stubborn, I think. It was, yeah. Uh, or if you're VC, from, from, then you're like both, unbreakable. From both contingents is what it yeah. was. Yeah, so if I have, what ended up happening was he charges Iron Guts into John's Warriors, and I had a Beast of Nurgle in there. Yeah. So I ended up grinding him down, but um, John had put a Chariot in there. Yet Maybe could have run a couple rounds of combat. We, we would have been stubborn then, right. even if he would have won. But he didn't roll that good, so the Guts... Ground him down, and his chariot didn't do shit to the Beast of Nurgle. So he ended up breaking John's block. Killed all the Ethereal. Ledge had a big unit of race. That was kind of scary for a bit. <laughs> but I just flanked him with the Screamers. Okay. Killed him down. His big Skelly block ended up wailing on a Beast of Nurgle. And then the Mornfang went in and killed, like, 50 skeletons and, like, <laughs> popped a general, like, all in one go. Uh, I remember seeing Legend looking pretty disheartened yeah, from across the room. Wasn't feeling it too too much. And then there was a funny point where Domus got pissed because he thought I was trying to screw him over. Because it looked like we were going to win, but when the Mornfang went in, they kind of exposed themselves to get charged by the Wraiths. Yeah. So, you know, they could probably break the Mornfang, you know. So he really wanted me to shoot the Skull Cannon at one of them. And I'm like, there's no fucking point to shooting the Skull Cannon. He's like, you're just doing that because you want him to kill me and then you'll get the advantage. <laughs> so that was pretty entertaining. But, yeah, we ended up getting a ton of points. We wiped out the ledge. And then Wenger had a chariot that ran away and took probably two or three cannon shots. But I wasn't able to kill the fucking thing. So uh, we didn't get max points, but we got quite a few. Okay. All right, let me uh, let's take a break and then I'll sure. get into my game two here.
All right. So, my game two. I fucking teamed up. Ended up teamed up with Meal for fucking real Vermeulen. Oh, boy. And we were against Wausau's own Mikey Ballard and the one and only Ryan the Bear Colkey. <laughs> yeah. It should be pointed out the Bear somehow cleaned up in his first game. Yeah. Got He's the building. and A lot of points. The biggest victory in Ryan Golke history. <laughs> so he, uh, so who, was the, who had the highest points? Who picked who? Um, Meal picked me because uh, nobody wanted to bid. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this went well, but I won't jump to any. <laughs> so diagonal deployment, Meal had to deploy all of his shit first per the rules on like who had the most points or whatever the hell it was. So Meal deployed his entire army. He was, he was rocking Empire. He had one cannon, like 50 halberds, uh, four chicken riders, eh, like a 10 bros with rifles. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. Might have had like a level, small level wizard and a warrior priest, but deployed everything on the line. We decided we're going to fucking Operation Grill it. We thought it <laughs> through so we could like hopscotch with our generals to give as much fucking BSB coverage on our mm-hmm. friendly contingents troops as we could. And uh, so following that, those bros then set up their first contingent right on the fucking line. Was that so Bear Golki? Yeah, Bear had uh, ogres <laughs> and then... Yeah, so he, he threw all that shit down, and then I threw all my ogres down right on the line, and Golki had left uh, the... He had a scrap launcher for some god-awful reason, but <laughs> he had left it like way off in the small corner, and uh, so I put the Mornfang there where they could roll a seven and get a first-turn flank charge with their swift stride on his ass. <laughs> it was like the fucking... And Meal didn't even see it, so when I put him down, Meal's like, that's genius! <laughs> so like we were feeling pretty good, and then... Ballard's rocking Tomb King, so it's like one of his monsters went on the line, but a lot of his shit went a little further back, which worked good, because on turn one, we got to go first, and so turn one... I'm surprised Ballard didn't provide a little more insight and advice to young Barnaby. Well, in retrospect, I'm not really sure what these bros were thinking. <laughs> like, turn one, my guts got into fucking Golki's guts, and the 50 halberds got into Golki's guts as well, so now everything we have is stubborn. Plus, those 50 halberds drew in the uh, Mornfang of Golki's. Uh-huh. And the chicken riders hit, like, a small unit of ogres with the fucking lead belcher guns. And then the fucking charge I needed on the iron blaster was the only charge that failed. So the stupid Mornfang fucking let me down there. I tried a tournament reroll, but they canceled me on that shit. I was able to get the saber tusks up there to chaff up uh, some of the monsters because Ballard had two of the big monsters rocking. And then even a Tomb mm-hmm. Scorp, too. But. So, anyways, we fucking ran over Golki's shit. The first turn, and then turns out helped out that Ballard shit was set up right behind Golki shit because we <laughs> overran right into it, like almost across the board, <laughs> and uh, just fucking yeah, mopped up. There really wasn't any real slippery situations that went down. It was just a fucking like run them over, and then at the end, like I was like, yeah, that worked out fucking great. And those guys or Ballard's like, well, that really came down to who got the first turn and whether the charges were made. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, that's true, but that could have been mitigated just by not setting up in the front. You know, whereas we set up so that at least if they got into us, we were going to be steadfast. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, either way, we just ran them over. By turn three, like, they were fucking wiped. <laughs> Bear was rolling, like, total shit, too. Uh-huh. So at one point, I'm like, Bear, now I see why you play fucking roller derby instead of Warhammers. No, <laughs> no random aspects to that shit. So, yeah, it was fun, but it was a fucking... 
boom. The only points I lost was one saber tusk, and I don't think Neil <laughs> lost any points at all. So that was the saber tusk that I had to chaff up one of those big fucking Thundercats with. Yeah. So round fucking three, buddy. We ended up on the top table. You yeah. and I. So it was Meal. Yeah. Meal was out pretty good. Was out pretty well. I think yeah. you were second behind him. Yeah. Do you remember how far behind him you were? I don't recall, but I was. I it was like five hundred points. It was, four, yeah, it was, a, it was a decent amount because you'd have to put in a, a fair chunk of change. Right. Yeah, it was five bucks. I would have had to pay to be able to pick. Thomas might have been like twelve hundred points behind Meal. Yeah. And then I was. A full nineteen hundred points. <laughs> I have to put down twenty dollars <laughs> if I just to get a just, pick. To, just to go even with them. <laughs> so Meal ended up picking Mr. Domus. Well, yeah, we talked about it, and Meal had decided that if he picked you, it was his best choice. Mm-hmm. But he decided it would be a funner game, and we all decided it would be a lot funner if he picked Domus for some reason. So. He ended up picking well, Domus. He would have the if you pick me, he'd have both of the cannons, Two cannons yeah. going up against a line of ogres. Yeah. yeah, I think I don't think that was a lock by any means. No, because my cannon performance. <laughs> Operation Grill would have been in full fucking effect because we had no other options if that if that was what came yeah, to pass. Yeah, well, so. it was more tactical game. Yeah, with the ogre player on each side. Yeah, I agree. So this one, the like, scenario was. Each player, you had to keep track of, exactly of what, what you, what you yeah. killed because only what you killed you got VPs for. Or caused to flee off. So if yes. you initiated a flee, yeah, you so would get those points like as well. If you're chasing down a fleeing unit and it's a couple turns and you're the one that finally declares the last charge to run them off, right. you were the last person to touch them, so you got the points. Sure. So it was kind of whoever touched them last got the points. And then if you were in a combat together and broke them, then you both got the points. Sure. Uh, so early on, first turn, they tried to plug the skull cannon. Failed. <laughs> With their uh, cannon. But then the scale cannon got killed, the, theirs. killed yeah. their cannon. So we had <laughs> cannon supremacy. From there on out, the cannon didn't really do too much. Yeah, it like, didn't do anything else, but it's useful for running stuff down and, later in the game. Yeah. Kind of just working its way around. Sure. The main thing that happened in the middle, <laughs> Domus moved his guts up and He's got... Like, testing a charge for my iron guts. Like a charge on maybe a 9 or a 10. A decent charge, but I didn't have any real choice but to take it. Like, why the fuck not? Because I had a saber tuster I could chaff him up with if I failed. So, like, we spent a fair amount of time figuring out if he would run off the table or if he had yeah. a spot so to... So, Neil's halberders were behind his iron guts because Domus failed his charge, was left him open to charges from us. So yeah. he wanted to see if he fled, where he'd end up. So we spent like probably seven or eight minutes. We got the exact <laughs> unit print, yeah. where we go through. And because Meal had some handgunners behind his big halberder unit too. So if they had like touched them, then they would pop off. But right. there's the way the angles worked, there's just enough room. So he's like, all right, well, I'll charge. And he rolls, but then he's running through Mornfang and the halberders. The Mornfang pass. Halberders, they get one try because the general of the Domus ogres is general. in that just ran through the unit, so you yeah. can't use the BSB <laughs> if he's running. And it's, you know, it's just got a hero or a warrior priest, I think. So it ended up being on an Leadership eight. eight, one try, beefs it, <laughs> immediately pulls his unit off. Yeah, and so he just picked up the unit and took him off. Took a panic check for his gunners, picked the them off, thing. they failed. Yeah. And then, like, about five or ten seconds later, we remembered that. 
I had a unit of screamers nearby that was a big point of contention with the ogres. And so they would flee from the screamers and not through... Not through their own shit. Yeah, so, you know, putting them back down, trying to figure out the spot, and then if they flee at the angle, they go through the ogres, are they going to panic another ogre? So they probably end up spending like 15 or 20 minutes Eventually I backed off because we don't even know what the original point was, so you're like arguing over... Well, angles and stuff if you get these guys a panic over check. millimeters but you don't know where everything started yeah and you know as a to i wasn't sure what i do i backed off uh, domus backed off so yeah. then it was you guys and then domus suggested just dicing for it right because you could argue since he pulled them off well they you know sh- it's already he already pulled them off it's you know at that point it's too late i would say for future back. reference if you fucking Get a little flustered, and I, you know, like I don't blame me. I don't have any hard feelings or anything. But if you get a little flustered and you pick fucking shit up off the table in that situation, that's it. It's gone, yeah. and you can't fucking try and well, argue later about how it should it still was be. So alive. funny because we have we been so immaculate and perfect with working out the first one, and then just <laughs> like after three seconds, you well, know like that we one completely went, and like he just picked it all up and took yeah. it off. And so that was that, and he like literally it was. 700 points of his army or something huge. Yeah, it's like a five 500 points yeah. away. Plus his general points and all that. So so anyways, he puts it all back on where he thought it was. And then it's going to be a through the motion. It's going to be a dice off. A 1 through 3, they stay off the board. Right. They, they we'll just play it that way. 4 5 6, they run off at an angle. Sure. So they he rolled, they end up running off at an angle. Yep. And then ended up having some screamers on the other side. That yeah, that just Halberts off. <laughs> yeah, which you noticed. So it didn't even matter. But it, it actually did matter. It did matter because then my screamers yeah. were the last ones to touch it, so I got the five hundred VPs right. instead of instead of me getting them all. You getting them all. So that one die roll gave you the whole <laughs> fucking shebang there, FYI. Uh, so yeah, you ended up getting into combat with this Mornfang well, with at your that guts. Point, it left a really fucking sour taste in my mouth because, and it's just, and it's it's unfortunate. Like I said, I don't blame anybody, but I just was like, fuck it, who gives a shit anymore? The game's fucking stupid if grown <laughs> men, like, spend this kind of time arguing <laughs> and giving this much of a shit. So I just kind of pushed it off forward. Like, I exposed the Morn Fang, and they got fucking, I think they end up fleeing a charge. They fleed, the and then riders, they had to flee they again. Went off the table, went off the board. And then, but I, it's like, whatever, who cares? Yeah, so you ended up. Getting your guts into Domus's Mornfang, killing them. But I had a Beast of Nurgle in there, so I got those points along yeah, with you. Sure. Domus's shit had rallied, and then he kind of tag team your gut unit. Ended up killing him. Your general got away, yeah. and then um, my kind of foot sloggers are coming across. I tried to get in earlier, but I couldn't. I failed to charge, and then <laughs> so I had a flank charge on his ogres. Um, he fled with that, and then um, my screamers in the backfield ran him down. And then end up getting a beast of Nurgle into Domus's ogre general yeah. bruiser because <laughs> all the guts were killed around him. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, charged him like in the flank, did a wound. He didn't do anything back. Ran him down. Turns out that fucking ogre hero is not so badass. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the game, but you did end up with the plague bearers engaged with the chicken riders for a yeah, while. Yeah, I had to. To force the charge on the ogres to get the points, I had to give a flank charge to the griffs. But I had regen, and I knew that they don't have a lot of attacks. And you have 50% right. regen, these minus one to hit. 
Doesn't have a lot of attacks. He's not really re-rolling. Um, so you're so, not going to kill anything. But you so I, I was sure I could. I would hold unless I rolled a double six, which is basically what happened. He beat me by one or two. I held. I turned. Yeah. And then the last turn of the game, I held again. So I spent that time trying to use my fireballs to get some points. Yeah, Emil had a unit of gunners that panicked and was running a, like side Long sideways yeah. across the board, <laughs> parallel to the backboard edge. Just so running I, along. yeah, they're out of my way to get them, but I ended up. I end up getting a slew of points, and the scenario was you calculate individually, but if you get more than your partner, you get an extra 750 VP. <laughs> so that ended up giving me about, I don't know, 23, 2,400 points. <laughs> Just Johnny, you, you either lost or broke uh, even. I you think might I, have broken. It was like a 20-point negative or something. I didn't even look, yeah. but you told me at one point. Delmas was up a few hundred points. And then he got more than Meal, so he got the 750. So he's like a thousand or something. And then yeah. Meal ended up losing, didn't get the VP, and he was down like a few hundred points or something, maybe. Right. So then, one of the most awkward things I've had to do. Accept <laughs> your own trophy. Except, yeah, announced that I'd won the tournament <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> well, I was like, I really was hoping Domes would win to save me this, but. <laughs> Meal had rolled a one, two, or three. I would have had that fucker in the bag, buddy. FYI. Well, I'm glad you didn't get it for, uh, for two years in a row. Yeah. And I believe I saw a tweet from you earlier yeah. saying your only goal was to prevent me from winning. I was smoking and like talking shit. In reality, though, I was trying to help you because I was trying to boost your troops against his fucking chicken fighters and shit like that. So. Yeah, you pulled. I didn't really mean back. it. I was just, I was just giving you shit. So, what's your birthday and all, bro? I did come out by a few hundred points yeah. over the million dollar man. I had a the prizes were everybody brought in so, the, so four, there's tournament points for bringing in a bag of bits, right? Yeah, you get 250 VPs okay. for bringing in bits. So most everybody brought in like four plus ounces of bits, and then for the winners, we just put all the big bits in a pile, and I had J Jack parse it out as evenly as he could. Yeah. So there ended up being. It's always kind of interesting to see what kind of stuff yeah. people bring because that's these are the bits I was looking through at the start, just seeing what you had. Because I had, I didn't take any bits. Um, I gave him a meal. Yeah, I think it was it. second, third, and fourth. Was yeah, meal you and Domus and Domus was were you fourth or was no I was third. You were third and yeah. Domus was fourth. Domus went through them all and just took the few things that he wanted out of there, okay. and then he threw the rest in your box. Mm-hmm. And then we also have to give some props to Mr. Steve Heyer, Snake Eyes Boxcars, pulling in cool. with a negative 300-some <laughs> points. The fucking Snake Eyes Boxcars Wausau Club continues to <laughs> <fucking> perform that. <laughs> uh, but they did pull in the, the Ryan Golke Certificate of Achievement Theme Award. Ah, yeah, for the we costume. We had a wrestling theme this year. <laughs> so you can see in the packet it was wrestling-themed, and people could wear their wrestling attire. <laughs> I was wearing a... Early generation rock, the rock T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that was very short and wide, <laughs> belonging to some fat kid previously. I I didn't dress up at all, but the I winner. Did. Well, hold on. First, John Winger went nuts. I'm not sure who he was supposed to he be. He was there. Sting. I, I didn't watch. That he was uh, with the face paint. Sting. Yeah, he Sting from the era because Sting used to be really colorful, and then he kind of switched to like a crow style Sting, where he <laughs> he'd wear a trench coat and wear black and white face paint and carry a baseball bat around and that was the john winger we knew <laughs> yeah so he's wearing like these tights it was pretty fucking funny to see <laughs> yeah 
personally, I think I would have went for him. The winner ended up being the fucking Iron Sheik. Yeah, it was a fucking good Iron it was Sheik costume. Lee Cormont, yeah. And Lee's a little swarthy, so he pulled it off really well. Yeah, he kind of. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, like the proper style boots. Yeah, no, and he like was, a weird robe and it like the really undies good. and yeah. everything. So he did a good job too. No disrespect there. <laughs> and fucking small town Stevens Point, everybody in the fucking place is looking at him like he's a fucking terrorist. Yeah, they're not being a wedding <laughs> <Yeah>. going on. <laughs> so they tried to shut us in there and make us go the back way. No, yeah, they did. Because he's like, because we're going through the whole like where the wedding people are all standing around. Yeah, they turned the, the hallway drinking. into like a reception area. <laughs> yeah, so you got. Like, like the Iron Sheik and fucking Crow Sting walking through there. Here's Raj and Hastings doing shirt off Warhammer. <laughs> so they close the Shirts door for on skits. Us. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't figure out because at first he was like, all right, I got you guys all set up with the little uh, little Side back door, area yeah. there you can get on through. I'm like, I'm like uh, okay. He didn't actually tell us to use it. He just said he set it up. Yeah. Like he's not going to say you guys human don't decency go that way. would take over. <laughs> How wrong he yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the fucking guy who delivered my pizza was all excited because he's like, oh, see, you never use like a wrestling thing going on here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like kind of a party. He's like, oh, well, next next week in Green Bay, I'm going to see Raw, <laughs> Monday Night Raw. He's <laughs> <laughs> kind of fishing to see if he could come back later. I'm like, uh, hang out. It's not your kind of thing. You're not going to be into this, bro. <laughs> we did all go out to dinner together after yeah. the event. The so vibes good kept going. A lot of the Wasa boys. Do you know that they left after the tournament and drove to the Twin Cities to see a concert? I did not know that. That's, That's hardcore there. That's right away. Yeah. It's like a three and a half, four hour drive. Yeah, so I didn't get there until like 9, 30, 10. <laughs> but yeah, got some chow. Got a couple of the GFs over. Yeah. Played a few board games. Sat there talking to Domus and Conzi and uh, having a good time. Yeah. Ended up being another solid event. Yeah. That's just the best fucking way. Those teams so fun. Oh, so now yeah. we got some good practice for fucking Akon this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll have to see. I'll have to work on the demon portion. Yeah. Anyway, you're stuck with some shitty core. So I might do two units to like, uh, I also don't want to make any new models. So yeah, we'll see. Like, just do like. Just a minimum size unit of horrors. Nah. What we can do is I can do two units of horrors. And if you take Beastman and uh, Herdstone, each one of those horror units counts as a wizard. Boom. Boom. Oh, man. Because the Plague Bear unit was kind of shit. It didn't do much. No. I could take two units of horrors. So they're rocking Zinch. Two level ones of Zinch. <laughs> a fucking level two of metal for my general. And I just won't. I have to take And then you have to take a shaman. level one shaman yeah. with the <laughs> stone. <laughs> well, you can take another one if I'll you want to like get two. us a scroll. Yeah, one on shadow, one on fucking something like that. That's <laughs> yeah, a lot of. Well, then if we roll points, but it would be a shitload of dice. Even if we roll like a three, we end up with like eleven dice. <laughs> it just gets out of hand. Because all these each stuff rerolls the channels too. <laughs> <laughs> I said, speaking of which, I was looking at the new uh, Lizardman book, and there's a one of the little powers you can get like channel oh, three dice channel instead dice. of one. So if you combine that with like a five up fucking channel, channel yeah, You're like guaranteed one per turn. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. once per once every other game, you'll roll like three fives yeah. for sure. But if like your Raj, and your theory is well, you're always going to roll a six anyway. So <laughs> then you're probably going to channel twice a turn. <laughs> so yeah. in any group of dice, you can always count on there being at least one six in there. <laughs> so really, you got to work your odds based off that. Based on that theory. Underlying assumption. That's like the luck of the Raj. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but anyways, yeah, we can fucking. I guess that was some good team thirty practice. Yeah, give us some idea. Was, yeah, really good thought. I wouldn't mind going back to beast. Then you have to. You'll take all the fighty shit. Yeah, and then but I'll with take the ogres, all, even all the that's fighty shit's easy to accomplish and it's tough as nails. Uh, but then we can't do the trick. And then we don't get the shard. Yeah, but I could do like well. The dude we played against Jason, his list was pretty fucking intimidating with a horde of gore and 25 best of gore at that point level. It's yeah. pretty fucking scary, dude. You could get some wild forms off for sure. Yeah. Um, well, then you don't, yeah, because then you don't. You go all, all fighty and then you leave the chaff to me because you have to put all the points into the fightiness. Right. So I'll take screamers. They worked out okay in our games. Yeah. The beasts were always pretty good. I don't know if Not I have quick, enough but fighty beastmen though, because in terms of like, uh, what do it's I? It's the best of gores and the what do I have? The gore herd. Best of gore. I could maybe break the gore herd into two and do like two units of twenty-five. I think one big one. Yeah. So I could probably there pull ain't off no 50. prohibition against the horde rule at mm-hmm. Acon, mm-hmm. man. That's true. Uh, then you get the chariots. Always. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll have to get on this. If we get prepping that now. way we can use the core at least of the demons so i'm not down 250 points to start you know like if i can also i was thinking if, if you're gonna make a list that small and you and you don't really need to rely on it you just take as many units of like minimum sized dudes as you can so if you take five units of 10 dudes you can afford to lose a few and who gives mm-hmm. a shit and you can use them as chaff yeah um, well I'm once again my bros do the fighting together yeah yeah and that Akon, totally different world because you're not technically working against your opponent at any point. So yeah, <laughs> so that really liked how that worked at the Podge in the first and the third round, and even the suspicion in the second round. So I'd like to play up on that suspicion uh, for next year and that wheeling and dealing. Somehow, before the tournament starts, there'll be you'll be able to do some wheeling and dealing to get the partners that you want. Uh, uh, beforehand, I got some ideas for that. So. We did bring in some fucking loot. Yeah, how much did we uh, raise? So all the the hall cost two hundred fifty bucks. Ended up buying everybody's drink at the bar. <laughs> it was like the about a hundred bucks. Um, it worked out well. We got in more money than last year for sure. The way we switched up the rerolls, really, and just a little few extra bucks from the bidding at the start. And the for the Wapaka vacation contest fund, it's sitting at three hundred twenty-two dollars and forty cents. Nice. It's a nice little chunk of change to start. So uh, we'll have a page on the Wapaka website about this and how you can fucking buy tickets. It's gonna have to be to Raj's PayPal this year, since yeah, or they can include it in their oh yeah tournament entrance tournament fee. entrance fee. That's a good call. So as long as they make a note of it, there's there'll be details of that on the website. How to do that? Yeah. By the time this cast comes up, mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, cool. That's a good thought there, because then bros can anybody that didn't come to fucking Raj Podge can get that point at Wapaka yeah, by at least buying one ticket, point. and uh, that'll help us bring some some that'll bro give you or a, out. a chance at the loot. Um, so yesterday, last year, is up about I think seven hundred thirty, and it started with less, yeah, maybe fifty or hundred dollars less, even though there was money left over from the prior year that I lumped in. <laughs> it's because last year I got the room for Friday, too, and that ended up being another 250 uh, bucks. 250 seems like a steal for that room, by the way. I guess it's for yeah. one day only. but And we can keep growing in that room. Yeah. Um, There's hopefully a lot of extra more space. We, there. we maybe used like a quarter of that room. Uh, I would say a third. We had uh, <laughs> well, we had that huge like ring set up with all the chairs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the wrestling. Bear and I ring. set up a wrestling ring in that <laughs> early morning to and, see if there's any rules disputes that have to take it to the ring. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it was fucking awesome. A good time. 
Okay, so let's fucking take a break. Then when we get back, we'll talk about another good time, a time of what packing. Yeah, once we get back, we'll talk about packing. Good call, buddy. <laughs> Ryan, you there, buddy? Yep. What's happening? Ryan! <laughs> Oh, I'm sitting in a truck, heading back, uh, back home. Ah, are you playing with your penis? No. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> Is it a manual? Uh, We're fucking calling to talk about Wapaka, buddy. Can you hear us okay? Yeah. Okay, I was on your end. It's a lot of noise Sounds decent. Uh, I don't hear any of it, but yeah. All right, are you going to be home soon? We can call back in a bit. No, I'm going to be on the road for just another hour and a half. Good Lord. <laughs> what kind of job are you working? <laughs> well... Not all of us have the pleasure of work sitting on our ass in air conditioning all day and being able to putz <laughs> around right. on our Warhammer list. Not everybody does have that pleasure. Well, that's how you get that old man strength. Fucking win the feet uh, strength competitions, my man. Checks and balances. <laughs> so we're going to fucking talk about uh, Wapaka. You fucking ready to announce that bitch or what? Yeah, I mean, the... The uh, nerds have been foaming rapidly at the mouth waiting for shit <laughs> yeah. to go down. So. You can't talk about it because if you say anything, somebody will respond. When can we sign up? When can we sign <laughs> up, man? Hey, bro. Yeah. So, well, now it's the fucking time, boys and girls. What was the opening date? Is the 11th? Is that this Sunday, oh, right? I don't know if this cast will be up by then. <laughs> yeah, plus, because uh, I've been working on the road all week, I've yet to send him uh, the password to the old email so he can get switched around so now a busy weekend ahead of him ah yeah i gotta update the web page this weekend well the web page will be updated on sunday by the end of the day with all the information for wall packet 2014 so what's fucking changed this year boys not too much sticking with the award-winning recipe <laughs> basically the ale house attorney the scenarios they've been streamlined a little we're not using an objective marker this year Hmm. But you still need the man of intrigue out there. Um, Otherwise, I just mostly copy and paste it from last year's stuff. (laughs) I will be handling all of the communications for Barnaby through the WAPAC at Gmail address. So we no longer have uh... two weeks. So all that should be way more comp- handled way more competently this year, is what you say, as the last war. Yes. So there are specific instructions when you register. I'd advise all players thoroughly review them, <laughs> as failing to meet the instructions will result in an etiquette points deduction. <laughs> so, uh, okay. chip. So this will be, that, and that'll be posted on the webpage, on the registration page. So yeah, make sure you fucking read that shit, you bunch of goddamn retards. <laughs> <laughs> but, God, yeah. you guys, you guys, you know, play a game that involves reading like a fucking three hundred page rule book. Read like three pages on a website. <laughs> I try yeah. to make it as concise as possible. Are we narrow, narrowing it down to two pages to share that. Uh, single page, several bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> The longest paragraph is two sentences back to back. Only us fucking boners that sit in an office all day would bother reading all this garbage. <laughs> okay, so uh, how many participants are we going to allow in this year's wall pack? A hundred spots, man. Hundred spots? Yeah, Rogers finally, finally strong our me and gives you a hundred spots. Now the light at the end of the tunnel. That's where it's at. That's we'll where it's never get any bigger. Yeah. Is that going to stop Bear from trying to make fantastical tables every year just to up the game? Uh, probably switch out a couple. Yeah. We have a few more to go yet. 
I'll be making a Chthonic Demon Underground table for, for 2014. This year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Could have a cool tower on it. <laughs> of a very Chthonic nature, made sure. by the Terrain Wench. Yeah, I've seen this beast. Originally, it's for the display board, but the dimensions well exceeded <laughs> what was specified. Hey, bro. It's quite badass. That's what happens when you get something cool. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, we're, a few tables will be switched up. We've identified a few of the weaker tables with old terrain or mismatched terrain. Okay. Um, um, at some point, we're going to destroy the Black Pyramid of Nagash. <laughs> As a part of a contest in the Feats of Strength, or what? <laughs> Did you want to blow it up there? Or what was the plan there? Maybe you could chuck it. Uh, fire, I do shotgun. Someone else, you have to yeah. bring yours, though, yeah, yeah. I don't have it. I sold all mine. Oh, yeah. I definitely could bring my shotgun for that kind of festivity. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Pyramid, which is... Cursed so many gamers over the years for taking up so much space. It's finally gone. <laughs> Even on a table that was a full AB long, still took up too much space. <laughs> too extra feet, too much. But uh, we're working on something bigger and better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet. Uh, I think uh, some of the other tentative plans, you know, because I don't know exactly what the tables are going to be until I've created them, but some of the tentative plans that around out the, uh, the uh, Chaos God theme tables that a Nurgle yeah. One and a Slanesh one. Oh. X-rated Slanesh one? <laughs> Is it true that you'll be using dildos on this table? Well, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I really don't want to have to, you know... Explain it to little Carl? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I could donate a few if you don't mind poop being on the end of it. <laughs> Um, otherwise, I'm just gonna, I think uh, we're going to have Train Wench going to do a table start to finish. Okay. Uh, she's kind of interested in doing the whole table rather than kind of the cluster fuck we've had to deal with over the years of trying to match her terrain to some of the table vibes. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I'm going to play with some more of the, uh, some of the more, like, weird little technical things like I did last year with, uh, with the water wheels. Yeah, I'm probably trying adding an LED light to those strange We're going to see a windmill this year, Bear. Huh? We're going to see a windmill this year. I don't know. It depends. depends how, uh, if I get my shit together at a reasonable, uh, more reasonable time than I did last. Mm-hmm. Have no you started working on the prizes? Hmm? Have you started working on the prizes yet? No. No. Okay. No, because, uh, yeah, I thought we were going to start on them in July here, but then we decided to go work on the road before we put it. Okay. Things are going to be orc-themed this year, right? Yeah, so I made the, um, made the um, chopper from Matt Zajac, and that kind of gives us an idea of what we're going to be looking at this year. Right? Yeah, that beast was floating around the Raj Podge, so I got to have some fun swinging it around. It's pretty badass. Quite badass. Are you going to make a functional goblin bolt thrower again? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to repeat myself. We're going to be... Like like we did last year, be a full kit for the uh, overall winner. Field okay. Are you sure that you're not going to hire a midget to do a doom diver? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I might be the building functional um, weapon behind. <laughs> okay. At least for now. All right. Well, it's, it's the government's top old, and we're living in apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> we're going to need that shit, we're bro. We're going to need it back. Once I run out of shotgun shells anyway, <laughs> which isn't going to happen too fast. <laughs> okay, fucking A. You guys got anything else to add about PACA? Trying to get motherfuckers stirred up? Uh, website. Take a look. Oh, I did want to announce that the official the official title for, for uh, 2014 WAPACA is WAPACA Episode 5, The Orc Strike Back. <laughs> okay. Fifth line. And next year, I think we might be looking at Wapak uh, at the half-orc print. 
Return of the Nerd. <laughs> the Nerd Eye. <laughs> and in fact, um, I was thinking, you know, I mean, if you like the Raj Pods, you know, your little Star Wars, the, uh, oh, and really the person who showed up. up in the Rescue Baca cast to be awarded slot to Jay the Mask. Yeah. Not so much as a prize, but just because he gets turned on by guys dressed up in Baca. <laughs> The next Raj Podge will be uh, Raj Podge 4, A New Hope. Might be able to do that there. <laughs> One thing we are doing this year that's new, can't remember if it's been discussed or not, is for the paint scoring, if you go to the website, check out the paint sheet. The first half of the paint scoring will be filled out by each player. Player like a judge. pre-score where you can fill out the boxes what you think, and there's some room for explanation, and we'll take the player's input into consideration when doing those basic objective scores. So that's new this year. Oh, yeah, and that's just me trying to abscond any work <laughs> in that I was in charge of this paint judging last year. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be interesting. See how that pans out. Yeah. And then uh, what else? Uh, feats of Strength, are they going to be an official part this year? Special event. We have Sounds a, like it. I know I've got a rain Hampton though, because talking about like shot putting and tug of war and crap like that. <laughs> I say we get about if we got about see, what's that? I just don't see that anything good are coming from that. That <laughs> no, seems a little dangerous, especially in a room full of terrain that you had to go through the trouble to build. But we could, <laughs> I could see about 20 bros all sitting around a table, everybody holding a pint out in front of them. <laughs> the ultimate pint suspension competition. <laughs> Did you watch the video that I made for the Feats of Strength Bear? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, Mainly it was pretty good. I won. Looks like uh, near the end there, I feel like you were kind of cheating a bit. Just giving a little lean, resting the fucking bicep on the side of the body there. <laughs> I think huh? Bubbles might have been robbed. Oh, uh, well, that's like mm. your opinion. <laughs> Fucking Americans taking advantage of the Canadian guys here. As it should be. <laughs> Did Crystal jump your bones after watching that video? <laughs> I don't think she watched it yet. I don't think I don't think what, it's a half hour long and it makes her uh, nerd her uh, nerd tolerance level. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Did you see that part where Coenzy got fucking beat bad by Neil? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, was I laughing my ass off making that video. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. All right. Oh, well, that's cool. So, yeah, that's that. Pack us up. Check out the page, people. Fucking send in your loot if you want to get on the list. Don't mm-hmm. fucking just send in your name saying you think you're going to attend or you're going to attend. If you don't pay, I'm not going to waste my fucking time putting your <laughs> name on a list somewhere. That is true. So, how about that? True that. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. We'll let you go. So okay. you don't fucking nerd up the work truck too much. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for calling. Hopefully I'll be able to attend a, attend a podcast in the flesh someday in the near future. Yeah, because you Skyped in, we won't give out one of the numbers in your <laughs> phone number. <laughs> We're not going to let you permanently off the hook. <laughs> so if you eventually start getting weird calls and texts from people, <laughs> don't fucking come tell us about it. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. See yep. ya. Bye. So we are fucking back. Raj's been digging through my fucking Raj Podge bits winnings here. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in there, but there are. Like the semantic sprues you found? Dude. 
Look like giveaway sprues from yeah. bits from that somebody that brought a- and tried to give away. Yeah, or Akon. I was looking at those things, and you may have heard other people talk about them on other podcasts, but they're, I don't know why specifically heard this, but they're fucking garbage, dude. It's some of the, like, <laughs> most, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, the elves are just fucking terrible fucking yeah. models. The dwarves are even fucking worse, if that's possible. here, there's dwarves, and then there's space orcs. I didn't even see the space orc. Which they're getting about maybe 10% better with each successive sprue. <laughs> they're but fucking so bad, more, dude. More improvement. <laughs> for how long it takes me like to build and paint shit, I can't imagine spending it on a model that fucking terrible. And you, some people you hear just are snatching this stuff up. And I get it. like It's a cheap alternative, but you fucking get what you pay for, I think. Just not fucking good, dude. The space it's, orcs. This is like a situation where they just try to put out as much shit as they can, and like, who gives a fuck what the quality level is? How do the space orcs look? I never even checked them out. Are they? They're ten percent better than the dwarves. I think the dwarves were the first ones, weren't they? Uh, the elves. The elves. Ugh, god, just fucking terrible. You got this dwarf on the sprue. I did see his guts out with his tongue hanging out. At once, at one point, some bro sent us a pic, like through the email about. Uh, he had painted up a painted dwarf. They didn't, of Mantic guys. I guess they didn't look yeah, totally terrible so. when they were done well, but still, I wouldn't. Yeah. I couldn't see putting much time in the models them. that bad. Definitely can't mix them with G dubs. No, no, not at all. If you did a whole so. army. Anyway, that's my gripe about that fucking shit. Gripe so. of the day. Um. Yeah. So yeah, you guys heard all about Wapaka with the bear. Since the bear came on, we've decided no fucking phone number this time. Sadly, because I was getting quite the kick out yeah. of. Thinking about that. <laughs> He's um, in the middle of an hour and a half drive home from his latest <laughs> roofing expedition. Sucker. I like how he gripes about us for fucking having office jobs. Like, bro, yeah. remember when you were going to school for fucking, what was it, art? Fine yeah, arts, bro? Fine art. How hard that get you? Well, it makes pretty badass weaponry. Uh, I'm sure that those skills come in handy, but... How is he playing that on us? Like, we're the fools yeah. when he's yeah. driving home <laughs> at, like, 7.30 at night. <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you can fucking get in touch with us, fucking pointhammered at gmail.com. You can Facebook us if you want to waste your fucking time and life away. Fucking voicemail if you want to leave a bear cares. Have we got any voicemails? Negative. What the fuck, people? 601-TRY-HPBV-601-879-4728. I recommend you put that in your fucking smartphone and call us when you're fucking wasted, taking a shit, or even jerking it would be pretty funny, in fact. So. <laughs> Gear-wise, shirts, we got some bros that paid. At least two or three guys have paid now, so yeah, you, your name's noted. Six. Oh, six guys paid? Yeah. I did not know that. Good thing you're getting the fucking money and I'm tracking who's done what. So it's good info. We'll uh, we'll get you sorted out, but we're going to have to get on top of that. made, I guess. What's that? When are you going to make them? I'm just curious. Um, That's the thing. You need to give me that money. There's 90 bucks in the pot from last time we had shirts, too. So I will get the designs together and I'll start calling around. This should just be a few weeks out then. Cool, bros. We appreciate it. This is your fucking last chance. You're going to have probably four or five... I'll give it two days after this cast comes out, then I'm going to look into it. So when you hear this, if you want a fucking shirt, last chance to be guaranteed one is to pay then. If you don't, well, you might or might not get one. So Yeah. Uh, let's see. Check out the forum, pointhammer.com slash forum. 
Like I said, go on there. Make sure you watch the fucking wow, Packa Feats of Strength video. See how much fucking drunken debauchery went down at Packa. Mm-hmm. And then... Once you watch that, head on over to the Packa website. Sign your ass up. Yeah. Get your ass in. Toss in fucking five... 10, maybe 100 extra bucks for the Wapaka contest. We've had a lot of fucking interest from bros overseas. Some UK bros, mm. some fucking Republic Fair. of Ireland bros <laughs> talking about fucking well, wanting to come there, to this yeah. shit. So. That'd be awesome if some of those bros could, could well, make it out. Get in the fucking contest. Could fucking happen, boys. It could happen. Those fucking pounds, euros, worth more than a goddamn dollar. So you're getting a fucking deal just getting in this shit. It's <laughs> only <laughs> so like three pounds. For like a ticket instead of five bucks. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> well, you fucking retarded not to, but... Uh, yeah, if you're in the UK and you want a t-shirt, with the shipping, it works out to 15 pounds exactly. What does it? Yeah. With the $8 it's shipping? 22 to 15, yeah. or 22, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, there you go. Check out the fucking blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. Well, like I said, I'm going to do a super detailed paint post on the technique i use to paint these motherfucking models so check that out give me some feedback on there if you care to if curious to hear yeah. it let's see some junkyard robots on there yeah i'm looking forward to it. i'm kind Stomping of in a fucking truck all over afraid your ass. to see that because i don't want to get motivated to do anything like that i feel the need to do like some kind of imperial guard oh. humany you're fucking done then <laughs> as soon as you see this bitch <laughs> then that's gonna fucking gonna rifling through here trying to find that imperial all the guard shit. guy in there you just stole <laughs> trying to fucking that's gonna really blow my north star schedule right in the fucking mm, you're gonna have to go back to the three star three model plan <laughs> yeah fuck don't do that bro i really want these ogres done and then after that i even came up with a nice 2400 point list that builds off it so you don't have to paint any of the oh, shit for the oh for gorka yeah there'll be bonuses yeah once it is but most of the funds from just gluing little metal plates and things and getting <laughs> put little rivets but yeah, the human faction in that. These humans, these one is bees orcs. <laughs> so I can do some fucking humans wearing orc skulls on their heads. Yeah. Um, they get the work to uh, look to the orcs because the human lost all their technology. So the orcs are like mechanical wonders. <laughs> they can just naturally build stuff. It's innate. Uh-huh. All right. So they get all, all kind of orky stuff. And their trucks always have canvas on them to protect them from the sun. I'm so almost, that's like the main truck difference. Uh, between humans and orcs? Yeah, they just... The humans will have like a canvas cover over the top. Orcs get healthier in the sun and start photosynthesizing. They don't give a shit about sunburn, bro. <laughs> I'll fucking. You ever seen a, a sunburned orc man? I'll paint up a bunch of black dudes. I'll show your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a fuck about no sun. That's <laughs> fucking. Uh, Some fucking Talon Raiders. <laughs> watching <laughs> clips of those guys are. Oh yeah, uh, those were like the fucking Arab bros. Yeah, I was watching some clips of Dexter. And it struck me that one of the fucking most badass dudes that was ever on TV was Dokes, Dokes. from fucking Dexter. Yeah, Morgan, I'm watching you, boy. Got my eyes on you, you motherfucker. Sick motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, motherfucker. you sick motherfucker. He's like, oh, he's looking at Well, it was hilarious. He should have been in there for way more well, seasons. He's like one of the most intimidating yeah. dudes alive. He, he came he's off like kind of short on the show. Five feet tall, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just this like mountain of muscle. And every time he would talk to Dexter, he'd always just, Morgan. And he would finish every single sentence with, sick motherfucker. Got my eye on you, motherfucker. Dex, Morgan. He's fucking so good. <laughs> Morgan, I'm watching you. I know you up to something, boy. Morgan. Sick motherfucker. <laughs> so fucking funny. But he's so badass, dude. Yeah. He's anyway. one of the standouts of the first two seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can fucking wrap this up then, all right? Yeah. All right, fuck it, man. Suck yeah, my balls. Right. Later. Sick motherfucker.
Morgan, after this case, I'm submitting your ass for psychiatric evaluation. Just retracing cast-off patterns, directionality angles. Can you tell us what happened here or not? It's an execution. Pretty unlikely victim. The kid's an honor student, the editor of his high school yearbook. It's all in the knife work. It's skillful, no wasted motion. Killer had experience. Every stroke hit a major artery. Or at least came close. You getting a goddamn hard on there, Morgan? 